Get on that microphone because right now, people all across America and in in, in in other countries, this is your platform. You got one thing to say to them, right? One thing to say that's going to be recorded and it's going to be shown. T- Everyone's going to get to finally hear it. Whatever it is you got to say for in perpetuity, for the generations to come, eons recorded digitally right now. And I'm asking you, I'm presenting you, what do you have to say to the people, Scott? Be kind to your friends. Be kind to your relatives. Be kind to the people that are around you. Profound. Wow. Profound. We're working all day to get somebody to say something that deep. Good job. Good job, Scott. Thank you very much. Scott, I appreciate that. Thank you. Wonderful. Is there something else on your mind? Yeah, I want to hold out on I thought the last thing you said couldn't be topped, but that topped that. You are part of basically hard luck. Pimps and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pimps and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. You're part of basically hard luck. Pimps and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pimps and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. And I'm your host, Steve Lucky Luciano. Certified. Right as usual is Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, Southern Californian, elegant, barbarian, getting in where he can fit in. And on my left, engineering sound, Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the hardest fun show. That's right. Yeah. And what you. CIA uh, operative, operative, yeah. uh, CIA operative, CIA fucking samurai. introvert, <laughs> fucking everything worked out. Hey, what you heard at the top, remember that when we did that show with the homeless guy Scott and he came in and that that quote, drunk, yep, drunk, wanted some shade. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing the show and uh, there was some weird random dude outside with a bike and you can tell he might be homeless because he's got like a chair and like everything you need to live your life on a bicycle. <laughs> right, and right, we were right. like, who the fuck is that? So we brought him in and interviewed him for a while for the show and uh, he gave us that awesome quote about, uh, remember that? And we were like, what do you want? And then, and then Sean's like, eh, is there anything else on your mind? And then he just went into weird gibberish. Yeah, we were trying to hook him up with some water, some food. And- we gave him water and he got drunk. Yeah, as the show went on. And great. then when he pulled the headphones off, the scabs on his scalp were stuck oh, to the God headphones. Damn. Like, Did you burn I- those headphones yet? <laughs> no, I'm saving them for special guests. <laughs> Man, let me tell you something. We... We were, we were, me and Chuan, by the way, are producing a documentary yes, called Westlos. And uh, it's, it's all about uh, the Four Corners, the west side of Los Angeles, um, and the Chicano culture and the subculture. And it's all told on the premise of 
and gentrification that's going on on the west side and how a lot of this culture is being pushed out and low riding is one of the last pieces left that kind of braid everybody together on the west side and um and and, and it follows right we would follow like different people who are icons or whatever and they have classic lowriders and we and and the director and his family they've been doing lowriders for what like chacon family the chacon family been doing lowriders on the west side for like 60 years i mean a, a lot of those lowriders you see in the dr dre videos and the snoop dog videos all the their lowriders yeah. all those gabby videos. chacon built him you know and big uh, gap dude he t- t- gabby tells us some of the best stories i'm telling you and you know <laughs> we, 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 there's there's quite large appearances from from people like Danny Trejo, Mr. Cartoon, Esteban Oreo, Joey Castillo. I mean, and on and on and on. And, and so yesterday we were actually filming Mr. Cartoon, right? Yeah, we did an interview with uh, my boy Tunes at uh, at one of my homeboys' barbershop in Santa Monica. Yeah, dude. Does he want us to plug the barbershop or no? I don't Does know. He, but he, it, we, we'll get that opportunity. <laughs> that's <later>. a no. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're there, uh, you know, we're working with, uh, Charlie, who's the director who created this, Charlie Chacon yeah, right. documentary. We're producing, um, we're producing, we and got then our Sight. assistant, yep. Sight Rama. He's our, uh, what a, a cinematographer, cinematographer. And he's a fucking stone cold beast. professional, right? Yeah. Beast. So, you know, the people that have come together, um, creatively on the creative side of this right. thing. I like we just got a team and we've only got just begun. So check started. this out, Sean. So like, okay, so I live down in Orange County. This is being filmed up in Santa Monica. So I got to drive up there. I got a three week old baby, mm-hmm. right? Which I love. It's the fucking crown jewel of my existence. La Tigra. Ah, oh, Tigra, Sarah, I love you. You can't even understand English yet, but I love you. <laughs> and the thing is, is uh, I'm also filing a motion for evidentiary sanctions in my, in my law firm. I run the firm. I'm filing a motion. I don't trust anyone else to handle it. And it's got to be filed on Friday. But Friday is the day of the shoot with Mr. Cartoon. Not only do I need to go down there and help handle that shit with Steve, right? But Steve and I, we got a little special extra project with Mr. Cartoon. Yes, we do. Are we even at liberty to talk about that? Not really, but it's uh, no. Okay. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why I need to be on the set. Normally, I'm not necessarily on. I handle the legal shit and went, it's all good, blah, blah, blah. But Steve's like, you know how Steve talks. He's like, hey, bro. I need <laughs> hey, you there. I need you there. You need to be there because we got to handle yeah. all these different things. So I'm like, ah, shit. And because I don't believe in being a mediocre motherfucker because it's all costs, it's all hands on deck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to finish this motion. Now, this motion, I told Steve about it. He turned green in the gills as I explained how much work goes into yeah. writing. Yeah, I got He's dizzy. Like, <laughs> I got tired. Listen. I could see in his eyes. He was like, I'm being polite just listening to this. But I got to get the fuck out of this conversation right now. Anyway, it's like, but it was a lot. Of, it's, a, it's like five different pieces, blah, blah, blah. I work all the way into like 11.30 at night, get it all done, right? And then I got a three-week-year-old baby that's waking up every two hours to feed. And while I don't have breasts to feed the baby, my wife does, but we're in the same bed, so I wake up too. So then I got to drive up to 405, and I got to be there by about 10 to 11, because Toon's going to show up, Mr. Cartoon's going to show up at 11. 
So all of that's happening, right? So I'm on like three rock stars, fucking two protein bars, uh, like four hours of sleep, all that other shit, and I'm showing up to the set. And meanwhile, right, I'm getting these pictures from Steve, and he's got, you know, him and his buddies. He looks fresh. He looks clean. He's outside the sun shining, Santa Monica. He's having a good, he's like, hey, the gang's all here. We're doing a lot, right? Yeah. Right? So, um, so what was so what time did everyone show up on the set? We were all there at nine thirty ten. Brought a couple low riders, setting up all the shots, all the camera, lighting, sound, everything. And uh, you know, listen, we have a marvelous team that's getting it done. But as Chumahan mentioned, he's usually handling a lot of the legalities and and he's like the man making it happen behind the scenes. But I feel and I know Chumahan this guy's so talented his writing and directing ability is like so when he can come show up and be on the production side with us it's like it just add everybody gets excited about it because he shows up with a vision and knows how it should be done and knows what he's after so it's kind of like Schumann yeah he's like the, the legal producer and this and that but when he shows up everybody just is tuned into what is Schumann what's his vision and what is he he kind of just takes control of the situation and um and that's what happened yesterday so yeah we were there getting set up and chumachan rolled in and hey let's move that over let's do this what we think about these and just started molding and massaging um along with the director and uh and the man, cinematographer and, and cinematographer and Look, just man the, together you guys i think together everybody has just a great mojo working together and then, so, so this is like, the, the chemistry is great, but there was like a little, so the cinematographer, uh, the cinematographer site, like there, I also had to go there and, and handle kind of like a problem, hmm. like an like issue in with between casts. No, like the way that it worked out was, so Steve and I came on to this project uh, and the director, Charlie Chacon, right? He'd already been working on this thing a little bit on his own. And he, the reason why he brought Steve and I in, because he knew he got to a point where he couldn't get it finished. Right, Steve? And he also didn't know what else to do. And he didn't have the legalities. And he just wanted to focus in on the directing. He didn't really want to worry about all the other pieces. So Steve and I step in the spot. That's all Steve and I know at that time. And we put together the paperwork and everyone signs it. We're all good. Case closed. And, and then all of a sudden, we find out that there's one more partner. Player, yeah. yeah, one more partner, site, the cinematographer. So I didn't know anything about this guy. Like, I, I don't, I'm not from the area. It's, it's, I think Steve knows him from other things. Mm -hmm. But it's the first time, all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, we got to. Well, he was already attached to the project before you got in? But we didn't know that. Uh -huh. I didn't know that. I didn't either. And I'm the attorney guy. Right. So all I know is all of a sudden, Charlie Chacon's like, oh, by the way, there's this other guy that we need to talk to after everything's done, settled. So we go down to fucking Venice and we meet him and he seems like a nice guy and everything. But I don't know what his contribution's been. I don't know what he wants to do. I don't really know much about him. I don't know any of that stuff, except that Charlie's telling us he's the guy that I'm working with. Da -da -da -da. And we're like, fine, if he makes you happy, Charlie, he makes us happy. That's all good. And, but we need to put together a written agreement, right? Right. 
So, motherfucker. So, I put together this agreement, which essentially is the same agreement that Steve and I have. I didn't do anything other than, like, change a few items. But, and this is true. Because I don't know who he is and I don't know how he fits in and I'm not exactly sure why he's there even. It wasn't really explained to me. I'm like, well, okay, so then he's coming to work. We're employing him. And we're employing him. So I wrote the contract from that perspective. And when California is an at-will work thing, you come to work, you can also be fired. So I put that in there. Not in those words, but essentially, right? Send it back to him. Now, Sight, to his credit, by the way, he was like, oh, no. It, well, excuse me? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he got offended because I had said he could get fired. But in my, from my perspective, I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know what... And he's already... No shoot. one's told you anything. Zumahan's doing his job as right. an attorney and as a partner. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't get it. I don't get it. And, and so at that point, he cites already shot some footage. So already in my attorney brain, I'm like, fuck, dude. We got a guy out there that we don't have an agreement with that's already got footage of ours. What's he going to do with that? Is he going to claim it's his? Is he going to hold on to it until we give him a richer deal? He's going to hold it hostage. I don't know. Sight's not that kind of guy, but I just don't know him. That's the only thing. So then it started to get a little crunchy, a little fucking yes. edgy in the negotiations, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sight's attorney got involved. There was back and forth. Then, yeah. then there was an agreement, and then it seemed like it took forever for uh, the paperwork to get together, and I'm like, what the fuck is taking so long? That started making me even more suspicious. I'm like, Motherfucker, I was able to put this shit together in like a day. And all attorneys know it doesn't take that long to write off. Most of us are using form agreements. All of us are using form agreements. Then there's like one or two little things you change. Don't really take all that time. While this is all going on, Steve, you're trying to do what? Like, I'm going off, right? I'm starting to get crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're trying to do what? Like, what is, like you're in, the, in another I- position. What do you see? I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to, I know Sight pretty well. I know his integrity, I know who he is. And obviously I know who my partner is, Chumahan. And I'm trying to bridge these two together and get to a common ground. Because I know they're both kind of cut from the same cloth. They do what they say, they're solid. But like he said, I've got Sight who doesn't really know Chumahan. So he's got an attorney over here playing hardball like he's supposed to. <laughs> right. And Sight's Ty, Ty, like, I know Lucky, like, but this dude and why and what? And then Chumon's kind of in the same, mirrored, but from a different angle, right? And I'm trying to be the, the, the guy in the middle trying to wipe away all the fog and get us all on the same page. Which you did an excellent job. That's your job. And b- by the way, when it comes to mediation services, if you need Steve <laughs> Lucky Luciano to help you resolve a dispute, I can guarantee you this guy can get it done one way or the other. <laughs> that dispute's going to get resolved. And he, so, so, so Steve's doing fucking, Steve is doing <laughs> Henry Kissinger shuttle diplomacy between Sight and, and myself. Because I'm like, dude, I don't want a guy on it, blah, blah, blah. what's he doing? And do, do you want somebody you can't fire? Like, I don't get that. I don't understand. But eventually, right, Steve gets all the details out. Steve gets all the details of the haul, the backstory. I'm not going to go into it. But essentially, I'm, I'm mollified. I get it. I'm like, okay, I didn't realize he's this. And he did that. And he's been here since blank. Nobody communicated. And, and, and Steve didn't know that either. Like, it just hadn't been communicated. 
Once I understood all of that, right, then it was just, it's very easy. So when I got to the set, right, and, and mainly I was in a boxing match with his attorney. When I got to the set, though, right, site was there, I was ready to let site know, like, hey, if I said anything that offended you, man, like, whatever it was, I just want you to know it's because I didn't know who you were. Now that I know who you were, you have my full trust and confidence, I, I, and, I, and I, I take back or I apologize. I just didn't know. And I was just trying to protect whatever I could protect. But now that I understand the whole deal, I understand you're one of the founding fathers that, of, this, of this documentary. And I can see, and all, dude, when I say, Steve, how professional is Sight when he's setting the shit up? Dude, he's just like, like you said, no big timing. Like this dude was there ahead of everybody. Had everything set up when we got there. Just He's just a technically on point. And then he brings to the table all sorts of just... The equipment. The equipment. All, well, all that. And then, then he's just got great things to offer. Let's do this. Do we cover that? Hey, let's throw that out there. Just great ideas and great no stuff to add. No ego at all. No, no ego at all. And, just right. and he, he almost got teary-eyed when I said all that to him. Because mm -hmm, I think he thought, mm -hmm. like, I thought that I was some big shot attorney guy, which yeah, I don't. I think he naturally would come to some conclusions. But he kept on saying, this is your partner, Lucky. Like, I know who you are who you surround yourself with your close people yeah. are yeah um but he was really after we talked separately he was really i could just hear it and feel it from him like he's in he right. he feels like we're a team now and we're partners now and and uh for me standing on the outside of this it was it was frustrating because it's like i got these two gems and I want everybody to fit in place. But you can't always make people, you can't always do that, you know? Hey, some gemstones don't go on the same ring. Right. And in this case, uh, um, uh, in this case, it was the, it, it worked out, you know? We, we could get to it and clear it out. And sometimes, some of the best relationships. Yeah. Just like in school, you know, your enemy. You start off with enemies and you guys become best friends. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, you know, and, and I think... Uh, it's just part of it's just part of the story of this project and the projects we're on yes chumahan you know listen we're not going to go into detail we're involved in some pretty uh some pretty dynamic some pretty amazing film tv and apparel not only that aside of our this is we're not even talking about our podcast that we're on yeah steve and i these projects are with even celebrities where we, we won't say who yet, but like we would sit down with them. We have a, like a five minute conversation and they are all in. Yeah. Like that yeah. with money. They got the checkbook out. I had to tell them like, put the pen away. We don't want yeah. the money yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, the yeah. checkbook was out. The cash was on the table. They're like, this is a stone cold fucking killer idea. A couple of them. <laughs> a couple. That's and fucking true, dude. That's a, it's it's a crazy feeling because I've been on the other side where you got this project and no one even understands the hell you're talking we've about. We've I'll say it like this: the easiest way I can explain it is we've never pitched anything. I've never tried to I've never pitched anything to anybody with the projects we're doing. We've simply selectively chosen some people to share our vision with. Right. Right. Our every, idea with every single one of them. We're on board. And it wasn't, and it certainly also wasn't about us uh, sharing something to get somebody aboard. We're no. sharing what we're doing. Right. And let me be clear, with or without anybody in this town, 
this is what's going to happen. And we picked a couple of people to share that with, and right. they want to get involved. They, and we, we picked them and we picked them mainly for advice. Yeah. Right. We was just like, okay, this person we can talk to because they've done similar things. Right. What can they tell like us we said, need to do? This guy's been to the World Series. This guy's been to Wimbledon. Right. So we wanted to talk to those those people. And, you know. And so so when I got to the set, I was like, all right, I got to I got to clean this up with sight and just let them know. Like, there's not going to, at least for me, brother, there's no hard feelings at all. And now that same hardball shit that you went up against, you can now that same hardball shit is going to work for you. You're in it with us. You're in right, the circle. Right, right, I told, right. There I told you go. Him, yeah, I told he, him he loves it. He loves it. He, he said, I just know Chuman's doing his job, man. And he's got to play this role because that's part of being an attorney and being that guy. And he, he gets it. You know what I did want to say was um, I wanted to say something important. And this is what I wanted to mention was that, you know, th- th- listen, not everything pans out. Yeah. And um, what I've gotten to understand is this. Um, I'm going to be clear when I say this. is like, you know, you need a team to do things. And as you're assembling that team, for me, and this is my opinion, if I've got to pull somebody off the couch to be my partner, I've already chosen wrong. Okay? Right. And you said something like, if you want somebody to do something, you better pick somebody who's busy. You said that yesterday. Remember I saying did. That? I said that to Mr. Cartoon. If you aren't, if you don't already, you're not already reflecting and showing me that you're making it happen before I even approach you. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna convince you or try to convince you to get up and get motivated for my project and help me because the chances are it's not gonna happen if you couldn't do it for yourself. You're not gonna do it for me. If you can't do it for you and your family or whoever, then you certainly ain't gonna do it for Lucky. Right. And you're definitely not gonna do it for Chumon. That's so true. And I think that I've watched your eyes turn dead. I've watched your eyes turn dead dealing with some people where they are not even mo- like you're you, you what Steve wants is like he's talking about a plan and he's laying out what needs to get done and what Steve wants is he doesn't want to turn to a guy and be like okay what do you think and what are you going to add he doesn't he wants that guy to already be adding something yeah right yeah, already yeah, on abso- I've watched his eyes turn yeah. dead when he's talking about somebody who's like dude they, I mean they basically just stood there and like told, were told where to stand, and then they stood there, and then right, they right. were they were done. They had nothing else to offer. I watched his eyes just be like, I can't deal with that. Yeah, I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm not gonna deal with you it. You don't deal. We're with not that. gonna deal with it. But, yeah. So I handled that with sight, and I met your friend, who now Steve knows everybody. And then what's great about it, it's a fucking it's like a it's like a magical mystery tour. <laughs> it's a magical mystery tour when you're rolling with Steve because. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know, blah, blah, blah. And some people are like, I'm like, hey, will that dude come on to the show? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. no. That, that guy's like, uh, he's like this other guy, X. <laughs> and we'll call him X. <laughs> Mr. X. Mr. Mr. Y. That's like this other guy, uh, you know, no pictures. There's no pictures of these guys anywhere. You look for them, there's none. Yep. They don't want to be named. They don't need really? to be named. No, they don't mm-hmm. want any like of that. Ghosts. And so, Yes. So Steve knows a lot of ghosts. And this gentleman, dude, uh, who was a sweetheart, sweetheart, ghost, he's a ghost with the biggest heart I've ever seen. (laughs) 
But yeah. I asked Steve, I'm like, he's like, I'm like, he's going to, Steve's like, no, 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 no. This guy's not going to, he's not going to go on. He doesn't do that. In fact, he almost didn't want us to be here at his barbershop. He's got a barbershop, but he almost didn't want us to be here at his barbershop. But once he understood how it was all being laid out, he was cool with it. But so Steve, so we met one of Steve's friends, his, his unknowns, mm-hmm. one of Steve's uh, seriously, how, how cool are you? Like how far back do you go with this dude? Um, uh, be close to like almost 30 years. Yeah. So this guy's a deep homie. Yeah. Oh and yeah. Oh yeah. It so, so then we're, we're, we're at this barbershop and the barbershop's like, you know, exactly what you expect from any of these like African-American or Latin barbershops. It's like, you know, all stylish, all old chrome on the fucking bush, the chairs, right? Yep, yep, yep. Everybody in there is named like, you know, whatever. There was like Frankie. Every customer that comes Bapa. in is like, what's up, George? What's up, Benny? What's yeah, up, yeah, yeah. Here's I'll, a beer. That everybody gets a, a, you know, everybody gets a beer when they come in or a bottle of water or whatever. Right, you know? it's right. Like, yeah. Superman shit. And, and, then, and it's like that. And he has two locations and both of them are just class a places like and the that. guys that were coming in were tripping because we had cameras all over the mm-hmm, place right mm-hmm. there was cameras all over we had like a guy walking around with one of those like you know clappers the the black and white yeah, action yeah, yeah. clappers walking around snapping that shit all over the place and then uh but and, and then of course we had mr unknown the don the owner of the place that was there and he was cool with it so all the customers were like cool with it we had lion there we had hot lion there dude by the way Lion, if anybody doesn't know, he's, he was he's been on the show. He's one of these these like he looks like he looks like Billy Idol. He looks like Billy Idol. <laughs> Fucker looks like Billy Idol. Johnny Z. Young not, Billy Idol. Yeah. So he's like got this you know wild eyed Billy Idol look. And like as soon as you like turn around, like you go you go hey. I was like talking to Johnny Z. I'm like Johnny Z. Is that camera on? Da 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 da. I look behind me and there's like eight chicks talking to Lion. Yeah. And no one else. Not one woman came up to me and said hi. How are you? <laughs> me either. Yeah. <laughs> they were all talking to Lion though, yeah. weren't they? Like what kind of camera do you use, Mr. Lion? Yep. Yep. <laughs> He's a badass with he, the, with the with the just uh, the most powerful one of the most powerful stories ever. Uh, and but yeah. and not only a powerful story, but yesterday he had a powerful camera that Dude. he had a zoom lens. Listen, the place we were in, he couldn't turn sideways because the zoom lens was so big it was hitting the walls. <laughs> really? He got just such great shots. Oh, he was in the Man. back, but he got close up still photos of Mr. Cartoon doing his thing. It was like he was standing right next to the guy. Let me tell you something. Back to what we were saying about, like, for one, for, you know, we're talking about the Westlos documentary. We're having a protest. On August 31st, we're taking over Legion Park. And it's like the Million Man March, but we're in Los Angeles. So we don't march on our feet. We march in our rides. Right. right? So, But what I wanted to say was, uh, in this town and in this business... And I'm talking about entertainment, okay? Okay. Um, everybody wants to show up for the fireworks show. Right. For the fun. The right. The kid in front of the camera. Right. All that. But as the guys at sitting at this table, and hopefully some of the people I'm talking to right now that are listening, understand is that those are tiny peaks in in a, in a lot of hard work that happens and you get these tiny peaks, right? Right. Yeah. But there's a lot of work that goes on that oh, isn't sure. a, the bunch of sparklers and fireworks and hot chicks. You don't get like, to yeah. take a bite out of the gazelle mm-hmm. until you've done a shit ton of hunting. Exactly. So um, we had another one, another gem. 
so uh, I had to call all my photographers, videographers, drone operators, you know. Right. Director, everybody together to Elysian Park to start setting up shoots and positions and locations for right. this thing. And it's I'm calling these guys on a Monday at 10 o'clock in the morning to pull themselves away from their jobs or whatever else they're doing. Right. To show up. And sure enough, you know, my the meat of the guys that are really on the team, the real A-team players with us all showed up, man. And these are all busy guys, man. Yeah. All showed up. And it's like. To get back to what I'm saying is like when something's when something's going and you can't stop it when it's happening, you're just not going to stop it, man. All the best you can do is participate in steering it once it starts getting momentum. That's rolling. true. That's exactly what it is. And um, <laughs> you know, I, I just want I just want to say like we just I feel blessed because I have the best partner in the world. You know. Chumahan on oh, this. I, love I mean, look that. at the show. That. I say it over and over again that to, I'm doing a podcast. I couldn't have two better partners for a podcast. T two best partners. And then when we turn to apparel, right? It's like these three guys. And, and, um, and you know, man, I just have great, just solid, solid. And it and it's gonna take that. You can't just gather up some people and go. You need to have like all green berets. Are all special forces like you know get right. rid of the rest i need right. all i need are five fucking snipers you know what i mean yeah i need five killers bro i don't need fucking an army of a hundred idiots i need five <laughs> killers and we're gonna get the job done exactly and it's like and that's what that's what we're assembling and it doesn't it doesn't happen easy and um and i think it, it also just it starts with you know the the leaders have to be the guys demonstrating it you got to model that shit you got to model that shit dude if you come in like a terminator you're gonna attract terminators that's yes, basically sir. what it is and we come in dude so we we show up at this place and now there's like classic cars all around the barbershop and when i was walking up there was just strangers in the street taking pictures in front of all these classic cars that were like everywhere or whatever so we go in and and everything's getting set up. I fix I I fix whatever was sight. Steve's there holding court, right? We got everyone there. Charlie Chacon's there, and he brought like two chicks with him, right? This yeah, chicks from Hawaii. Yeah, what were from Hawaii? He brought some chicks from Hawaii. Photographers from Hawaii. For, yeah, how did Charlie Chacon? I don't know. Do I don't know. <laughs> he was trying to get with one of them. I oh, know. Trying, I don't know what he was like. Yeah, come on in and blah blah blah. So yeah, and Charlie Chacon's there. They're setting all up. Johnny Cepeda's. Johnny Z. He's just fucking overview on everything. He's everywhere with the camera. He is. Shooting every angle. He he's posting while he's shooting. Right. The mustache. He's doing it all. Yeah. Everybody yeah. loves Johnny Z. Yeah. Everybody loves Johnny Z. Johnny Z knows more people than me. Damn. Johnny Z does know everybody. That's does, true. Yeah. So we, go, so we go in there and we're doing all that. We're setting it all up. We got the lighting and fucking sight screaming at people getting out of the different mirrors because everything's mirrors. So. You accidentally might be in the shot from like eight reflections, so we're drawing lines on the floor and stand back here. And, and then Charlie Chacon's got like his little questions, and like then we're waiting for Mr. Cartoon to show up, right? And that's the big talk, like Mr. Cartoon. Now let me ask you this, because maybe some people don't know, why is Mr. Cartoon such a big fucking deal? Um, he, you know, what's from a tattoo and art perspective. 
from what he produces, what he's about, uh, 30 years ago, 28, 30 years ago, he's doing what he does now, okay? He's doing what he does now. But he 28 years ago, we were doing this together, all of us, in Cartoon, nobody else was doing this. Nobody was doing what Cartoon's doing. He was, and I, when I say the first, like Supermax was the first brand like that, the tattoos and the artwork that he was putting out, like these cholo clowns and the, like low riders that were hand drawn that looked like they were photographs. Or, nobody was doing this, you guys. Nobody. And now, Mister, and, and Cartoon was doing it, and he opened. He really opened up the door. Now you can just thumb through anything. And you'll find all this stuff. How did but he get the he name Mr. That. Cartoon? Because he drew cartoons. I love that. He shit. was always drawing, drawing cartoons, you know. He, and he started started by airbrushing, right? He was airbrushing, and uh, he He's, was airbrushing at the swap meet. Yeah. And uh, and listen, th- dude, this isn't like oh, I'm just taking notice. Easy E approached him at Santa Fe Spring Swap Meet airbrushing and was like, I want you to do. An album cover for me. He did one album cover, and then he goes, "I want you to be to do all the album covers for my label, Ruthless." Then he went and worked. I think it was in it was in the Harbor area. He had a whole studio, and Easy E was the one who paid, you know, the rent. That was his office that he had a cartoon working out of, and he was doing MC Ren, Kid Frosted, all those album covers, CD covers were all done by Cartoon. Everything for Ruthless, he was doing. And and slowly, you know, me and Esteban got attached to him. He started airbrushing cars, and and, they, and right they, away we started with the. I was like, I want to do a brand. I'd always want to do apparel. I want to, I want to do your artwork. Let's put your artwork and and, and that started that. And Esteban started. They started experimenting. Esteban tattooed me before Cartoon did. Right, Cartoon was airbrushing. Esteban and me and my boy Doug White, we had already made homemade tattoo guns. We're but fucking did, around. But did, and, I mean, Toon even like designed Nikes, right? Like He's Nikes done, asked him. Oh, Nikes! I think Pepsi. I mean, stuff for Supreme stuff. Like um, he did uh, T-Mobile. He did. I mean, it goes on and, and he's on. Tattooed. Huge corporations. He's tattooed designed from ta- head to toe. And, and, and he's tattooed. tattooed. 50 Cent. He did 50 Cent, Eminem, uh, Method Man. Uh, I mean, all I mean, of them. All of them. It's so crazy. And eventually now, so so Toon's gotten to the point now, he's been in the game for so long and so widely recognized for what he does. He was telling us yesterday, he's like, I used to work downtown. I had a studio down there and did all this stuff, whatever. And he's like, and and it was cool, but like I couldn't get any work done because people will keep just coming in through the door. So he's like, fuck it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to close up the work a little bit and I'm going to build a studio in a secret location nobody knows about. It's got these giant high fences. Like you wouldn't even know it was there with a weird side door and he goes in there and he's got like three different studios inside. He was telling me he's got like one for the car and then like one for the fucking painting painting, and one for the tattoo and all this other stuff. And he said, and now what's really going to teach him? I'm going to teach him because I'm tired of doing all it's too much work. I'll teach him a lesson. I'll teach him a lesson. I'm going to like raise the price for the tattoo to some crazy thing that's just going to basically shut it down. Slow it down. And instead... It sped everything up. Now he's in demand more than ever because he charges more. 
And he was already charging a good night. <laughs> right. But now it's like, it's even yeah. whatever. And he said he thought that that would teach him a lesson. And instead, it just made the problem worse. Uh, <laughs> right? A good problem to have right Right. Yeah. Didn't he tell us that? Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. so and, and, and Tune is so, he's been doing it for so long. And, and let's not, let's take it, let's, he's also an artist artist. And you kind of get that sense that like, it's more, he does do the street stuff and he's in that. But to him, it's more than just a style. He's taking it seriously as an artist. As a result, he's, he's had his work in Mocha. Like the Modern right. Art Museum. Yep. He's had his car in the Peterson Automotive uh, Museum, right? So it's gone up to this level of high art now, right? Yep. Street, yep. street yep. art that's gone to the level of high art. He's been certified by, you know, the highest levels of art or, or you know, right. however, you, however you would word that. But, so uh, as, a, as a result, right, so we've set this all up. It's Steve's the one, Steve and whoever else helped you uh, set up the tune interview for this movie, Westlos. Right, I you, did. you did it, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we've been friends a long time. That's been my partner in multiple businesses. Uh, so Steve, so Steve sets this up, which is a big get for Westlos, right? Like that's a big get. That's a oh, major. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, kind of yeah, makes yeah, it yeah, a yeah. legit. Might have been the main reason he brought us on. No, I'm just joking. But it's you know, it, yeah, of course it is, man. This guy doesn't do interviews for people. Right. He doesn't do interviews for. He doesn't. He really doesn't. So. So, so that's why when I say we're all sitting there waiting for Mr. Cartoon to show up, I mean, we're actually all just sitting there waiting for Mr. Cartoon to show up. Sure. It, look, look for some documentaries with Mr. Cartoon in them. You're not going to find any. You'll find Mr. Cartoon documentaries. Like, you'll find him in his own thing. Right. But he doesn't, he just doesn't, you know, he's very particular, just like his artwork. So it's, it's like a major thing. So like everybody's like, you know, well, okay, so we're all wait. So everything's set and nobody wants to be the guy that tune shows up and now, oh, Mr. Cartoon, can you wait one hour while we set the camera right? Like it's got to be right. ready. I'm going to be right. any fucking right. bullshit, right? right? right. None of, of this fucking sloppy, you know, like limp cock bullshit. And then, and then, so then we're doing all that. And so then, and you, what would the big question of the day, right? Was like, what, what lowrider was Mr. Cartoon going to, what car is he bringing? Because oh, he, he's got multiple. He's got multiple. Not only does he have multiple, but Mr. Cartoon was telling us yesterday that he takes four years to design his lowrider, like his lowrider including the hydraulics and everything. He takes like four years to design what he considers to be his perfect car. He said that an imperfection on his car will keep him up at night. Mm -hmm. and, he, and, and he said that he's ready to release his own personal car. Like he was talking about it like it's a fucking movie. Wow. He's going to release it in Christmas of 2021. This car he's been working on. That's slow. That's how much energy this guy puts into <laughs> a car. So he, so yeah, he's coming in. So he comes in finally, right? He shows up and he shows up pretty much on time, which is kind of like, it was cool. We did a little, what, and so how was it, how long had it been since you talked to Cartoon or like met up with him for a while? Cause we, we haven't seen each other for a while, man. You know, yeah. Um, you guys are catching up. But, but yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we, we talk through, through text and phone and this stuff, but in person, and getting caught up and with some different things, so we got to spend some time catching up on family and listen. What this guy, I was, I was in his wedding party, man. Watch this guy meet the woman that is his wife now, the mother of his kids. I watch his kids born. He watched mine born. You know, we've started in this thing at you know so we're 
I was 22. He was 21. He's a year younger than me. What uh, car did he show up in? What was that? Showed up in a, in a, in a, in a I think it was a. What was that? This was the newest. It was an Impala. It was in the new Impala. Yeah, he showed up in like a fucking opal black, brand new Impala. I think it was a 19 Impala. It was fucking, yeah. it was dope. It was Yo, dope. And he listens, to, he listens to different music in different cars. Mm, like he won't, really. he will not listen to rap in certain lowriders. Huh. Right? right? Only oldies. Only oldies. Really? And then a certain car from a certain era, he'll listen to Tupac. Yeah, and, and you, then he'll listen to dramatic like opera in a different car. Yeah, you know, it's fucking crazy. The guy's seriously wired that way. And but you know, it's he t he touched a little bit on it, man. And and he, here's how I'm gonna make it simple for you to understand. Cartoon is a low rider, and when I say that, I'm not just talking about cars. I'm talking about his attitude, the way he dresses, the the. It's not only the car, it's the lifestyle. He's a low riding. And what he's sharing in his artwork, what he's sharing in his cars, what he's sharing, it's a low rider. And that's a state of mind. And that is his state of mind. And he shares that on mediums across the board, whether it be painting, illustration, his cars. And, and, and the flip side of that is, for as long as I've known cartoons, Everything he's done, well, he does it primarily now for his family, but everything he would do would always lead back to because I'm trying to get these rims, because I'm trying to get this hood piece. I'm looking for the Erica undercarriage. You see, everything's tied into low riding. Like cartoon is a true, true die hard. He wants to be on the streets hitting switches or he wants to be hitting corners. In his, that's what he loves to do. You don't want to sit there and tattoo. Sit That's there his and day draw, job. That's like his day yeah. job. To, to the dude wants to cruise, man. He wants to bust and hit a corner in a motherfucking ride that's got to have everybody stuck. Right. Like, He's no know? Jay Leno with a no, giant car museum of all this bullshit. He, he wants, does have a giant car museum. No, but he wants to drive the cars. He wants to be yeah. outside. He wants, he wants to, to be, be building the cars. He, you know, yesterday he was talking about, he was like, dude, you got lowriders and you got lowriders. He's like, listen, you can tell. Somebody, some people come in with a stack of cash and they just want to buy into it. Mm -hmm. And he's like, but once that car breaks down on the side of the road, because he said it's a lot of upkeep. You gonna, you know, you got hydraulics and all this other moving parts. It's a lot of upkeep. He's like, a lot of people fucking just like they crumble under the upkeep because they're not committed. They're not down to be down. He said the first time that they break down, he's like, he can tell he's seen ball players come through. He's seen these ball players come through with just doodles of money and they just buy the sickest dope ride. And then the minute it breaks down on the shoulder, they just say, fuck it. And they leave it alone. And that makes him sick. That makes Mr. Cartoon sick to his stomach. Cause he's like, that's part of it. That's part. And he, it almost sounded like he loved even having a breakdown. Yeah. Having to deal with the drama and yes! the trouble, all of it. He loved that. That was part of I've it. I've been broken down on the side of the road on the way to between LA and Vegas with that guy. Have you? Yeah, where we had to fucking eat Twinkies and wait for fucking tow trucks <laughs> and fucking not be able to. Like, I've been in those spots, you know, waiting four or five hours on the shoulder of the road with the fucking car broken down. <laughs> fucking a, a $60,000 fucking lowrider. And we, we, we're stuck. 
Damn. broken. We gotta wait for a we gotta wait for a certain flatbed truck to come flatbed us all the way back to Los Angeles. It can't even be like a regular no, thing. No, it's got because no. the whole thing's specialized. And I can't tell you. And tunes just let like me whatever. Say this much. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the side of the road for hours with Cartoon and Estevan or just different homies with lowriders. Because that hitting switches and bouncing all that good shit you see in the Dre video, that's like on a good day. But there's <laughs> there's 10 tough days just to have two hours of the good day. You know what I'm saying? I do. Um, so it's a lot of like, it's a lot of you know, we're, we're all going out for, rolling out on Sunday. We're all going to ride. So you're there at, you know, 10, 9 in the morning, five hours prepping before you get to go out and ride. You know? Yeah. Oh, the cable's fucked up. Oh, this, I'm waiting. It's like, it's, it's these little peaks of enjoyment. Yeah. But it's a lot to it, man. It's a lot to it. And Dude, so, it's just what you said about these fucking shows and these movies yep. you and I are producing. Yes, yes. And if you're not committed. Yeah. If you're not living in the meat, and we can, this can be in life too, man. I always want exciting shit fireworks going off, like a child. Yes, you do. Okay. You hate boredom. And, and you said, I say this to a lot of people. I'm like, I ain't scared of shit. I ain't scared of shit. Mende Chumahan pulled me aside and he goes, yeah, you know what you're scared of? You're scared of being bored. And, he, and it was the truth. And it is the fucking most truthful thing, bro. It's the biggest thing I'm scared of. And, and once I was confronted, because what you fear the most is what you're going to attract in your life, man. And I finally got to a place where I, my life led me to where there were no more fireworks at all. I never even thought of that. Nothing. That's so there was true. No girl, no Shazam, no nothing. Very few people even around. It was just... And I had to spend some time there, man, and dig and find out who I was and find hope and get committed to some things because I wanted my life to change. I mean, in that, it was about being, it's about learning how to like take a bite out of like the whole thing, man, the whole thing. You know, it's, I'm not just in it for the fireworks. I'm in, let's do the whole thing. The ups and downs, the right. walls, the how do I fucking navigate through this? Now what am I going to do? Like, all of it, man. And it, the, 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 that way, when you hit those peaks, man, dude, you can make it through the valleys because you've tasted those peaks, you know? It all comes together. It's all in one package. You don't get to remove the sprinkles. And, um, and the more that, it always comes back to birthday cake with you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, you know, and I, you know, listen, I, I, Chumahan's just a great example of it, man. He's when there's there's a time to buckle down. There is a time to buckle down, and you got to do some work, and it's not going to be fluffy. No, there's not going to be no back rubs and some incense burning and fucking, you know, hell no. no. It's going to be rolling up your sleeves and, and it, grinding and grinding bro. and grind. If you do what you got to do, you get to do what you want to do. That's true. And you know, the thing is, is so like, so in, in every day, like when you're on the set with Steve, right? It's like, so you got all these cameras. That's exciting. We got directors or whatever. That's exciting. And let me just say, you know, being a friend of Steve's when you roll into a place like that, it's, it's like being the friend of like, you know, Prince Andrew, <laughs> 
it's so much fun, dude. I gotta say, because like you walk in and you're like, you know, you're like a friend of Steve's, plus you're his partner, plus you're an attorney. Like when you walk in, there's some serious respect afforded to you. You like, you're like, I, I mean, your buddy, your friend who the unknown ghost with the, he was like can I get you anything? And I'm like, no, I'm cool. You know, I, I might just go over here and get some coffee. He was, he snapped He went like this. <laughs> he snapped his fingers and one of his employees ran off to what uh, the black dog coffee or whatever the fuck it was. Dogtown. Dogtown. Got me some fucking coffee. Just like that. He was like, it, w- it was like I was in the Middle East and I was at a Saudi Arabian palace. He was like, <laughs> guy went and got the fucking coffee. Let me Straight tell you ice. something. I'm going to say something to you guys. Uh, listen to this here. <laughs> When, okay, whatever, man. We there's certain levels of respect or whatever. Now, you know, it's hard to gain the respect of certain types of people. Your money, and uh, you know, maybe fame or I don't know. Like that shit ain't gonna do it, bro. You're not going to get any credibility. You can't buy the type of credit. You can't buy any credibility and respect in some of the places that I run around. In. You know, you just can't, man. And it can't be bought, especially not um, on not in a street culture in the street that I that I came from. But but now be understand this. I tell people about my partner and I say to them. This guy has a master's degree in screenwriting, film, and he's got a doctorate in law, not a master's, a doctorate in law. They think at first I'm talking about two different people. I go, it's my partner. And if, you have, if you've seen a picture of him, the fucking guy looks like a fucking amateur bodybuilder. Okay? <laughs> great dad, great business partner. And, but what I want to say is that his education, the work that he's put in to to get that education, the titles that he holds, accolades that he holds, are cut right through to on a a neighborhood, the the people that I fuck with respect that. You could come in there with a boatload of money, a boatload of fame, a boatload of that, and then motherfuckers, as soon as you walk out the door, I'm gonna rob that motherfucker. (laughs) Fuck that fool, you know, I think she's better. But that ain't the case with Everybody understands. It don't matter who you are. If you've done this and this, that means there you you put yourself through the fucking fire, bro. You put in work, man, it's and you true. can't not respect that, man. I can't not respect that. And so everybody that fucks with me gets that, bro. Understands that, like fuck, dude. Like my my homeboys. Some of the dudes that I have the most respect for and the dudes that are the hardest guys to gain to even get them to fucking nod your way are anticipate meeting Chumahan, you know? So it's, it's, it's interesting because it's not like I'm just bringing Chumahan, my partners, which, which, of course, they're always going to, you know, you have that kind of respect you're going to give it to you. But it's like people look forward to. They want to know who Chumahan is, you know? Th- this is something that all of us, couldn't even imagine getting and doing and like it's like it's like what bring this guy around it's like people universally people respect sweat yes brother you know and i know i didn't mean to drag it on you kind of said it right there yeah you know because we all know we all went to grade school we all were in junior high we know like and if you're talking about 
the highest level of accomplishment through grad school and the types of degrees that I'm talking about, that's like years and years and years and years and years of work, man. And um, to, to, you know, my, my buddy, my very close friend and partner, Paul, was like, the thing about Chuman is that he has this education but he's fucking street smart. He's he, he's a fucking man. He's a regular dude. Like he isn't brain brainiac out, bro. The guy's just like fully well rounded, you know. Let me just say something about this guy though, because I spent a lot of time with him. You did, you and know very I well. witnessed him be uh, in school doing when he was getting uh, his degree in English. Mm-hmm. And this guy, man, he his retention mm. and his ability to do what he has to do and then also be part of like what's going on <laughs> is incredible. 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 Yeah. And, it it uh, is today. And I think that's that's why he's like that, because he, he, he for some reason he's able to like pick up, read what he has to read, do what he has to do, put in the work and then kind of come back to reality or the moment that we're in and be, you know, your boy. You know? He put made a perfect example about it when we were talking about, he's talking about this motion that he needs to file, right? right? He had to right. do it on, it had to be in on Friday. So he's telling me about this. This He's running his law firm, bro. Him and his wife <laughs> have a law firm and he's, he's running it while she's right. ha- handling the baby right now. But the, let me tell you something, bro. There's three people on the planet that can work out with me that I've met, okay? He's one of the three. <laughs> the intensity and the level of work ethic that he brings to the gym, yeah. you can look at him and see what he does. But I'm telling you, this dude brings it. The writing and the passion that he brings to every project we're working on, like I've got like a 10th degree fucking jujitsu black belt you know, with me on all this shit. It's like he's able to do everything, give everything, like, you know, and he's able to stop and look you know, one of my one of my partners or one of my homeboys in the eye and have a real fucking conversation, right. not about no bullshit. You know what I'm right. saying? And get it, understand. Um, it's it's just like uh You know what, man, I appreciate I and, and I accept I accept all this. I'm 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 getting over the whole like I'm gonna lack of self worth, not accept these kinds of compliments or whatever. I appreciate because I have put in a lot of work you know that's nine years of schooling extra schooling beyond what everyone else does in order to get but you know it still hits me like when i'm driving up to meet all your friends and i'm driving up to meet mr cartoon and even though tune and i you introduced us like seven years ten years or twelve years ago still at the time you know what i know the truth of what goes through my head this is what goes through my head as i drive up i'm like look uh i'm showing up to be a part of this project and Steve's leading everything, but Steve needs a partner. He also needs somebody that can step in and fill in certain things that need to get done. Mm-hmm. Steve doesn't need, the project itself doesn't need, I mean, even taking you out of it, just saying like the project, right? Doesn't need me to come in and be scared. Doesn't need me to come in and try to somehow show that I'm equal by throwing education around. Right. Doesn't need me to come in and act like uh, I'm the tough guy because you know what I mean. 
any of that shit, right? So all these things are going through my head and there's a little bit of anxiety because I know whom I'm about to meet. And I know that everyone that I meet is a human being too. They got insecurities. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're thinking about a guy who thinks he's a lawyer. Mm -hmm. I already know what the perception is. Okay. So like all that stuff's going through my head and like, so as I'm coming down there, I'm thinking about like, how am I going to present myself? I know for a fact that when I meet your homeboys, part of doing, part of earning their respect, not just assuming I have it, but earning it is looking them in the eye and being like, man to man, uh, I appreciate you letting us use this space, right? And blah, 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 blah. And not being too servile because that's Mm -hmm. sending a different message. Mm -hmm. But then also not coming in and acting like I own this place either. Giving the proper respect, looking at, I already know all that coming in. And, and, and even Tunes a completely separate thing than that. Because it's one thing to meet your homeboys. It's another thing to meet to Tunes. Me- right, right, right. Because Tunes, yeah. Tunes is already at this other he level. He has some celebrities to him. Right. So when I meet him, it's like, I, dude, I think about all those calibrations. And I know you do. We yeah, talked absolutely. a little bit about your political aspect. That's why you have the... So all of that's going on while we're, while we're coming in. And I have the same thing when I, when I talk to people about my partner with you. My mother-in-law loves who she calls Mr. Luciano. <laughs> My mother-in-law is like, Mr. Luciano, she loves you. She mm-hmm. loves you because I speak so highly of you. And she, see, she sees the progress of the things that you and I have done together. Right? So we're at this thing. And we're like filming all this stuff. It's very exciting. Everyone's taking pictures. And like, you know, it's fun too because, so like I said, when you come in and you're a partner with Steven and, 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 and you whatever, shit opens up for you. People take care of you, right? They already know you're not some kind of fuck face because you're rolling with Steve. Fuck faces don't roll with Steve. Everybody knows that. So then we go in there and then like, you know, Toon comes in and he's, you know, sitting down. They do their, their, and he's wearing his sunglasses and he's got kind of a, kind of a Robert De Niro-esque kind of look <laughs> to him. I love hearing that, It's bro. the truth. It's a little, it's a little, the heavier Robert mm-hmm. De Niro. No offense, Mr. Cartoon, but the heavier De Niro. But he's got a little bit of that going on. And, and, and the great thing about Mr. Cartoon is he's been in this game for so long. He's ready to, he knows what to do. He knows yeah. how to give you yep. the, the, the quotes, the questions, all that stuff. He yep. already knows what he's delivering. He's got no, no, he's not scared of nothing, right? And so this process is going on. And he's we're having, sitting down with Beyonce, Kobe, Angelina Jolie, fucking Eminem. He's sitting with these people for hours every single day. It's a new celeb in his chair or repeat. He's not really worried about what he's going to say. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. He knows exactly what he's going to say. He's gotten past that whole like awkward, like yep. scared of yep. celebrity. He's totally comfortable in front of the camera. This is what I knew I had to make sure didn't even come out when we were hanging out because there's a lot of people that when they meet somebody with some notoriety, they get all freaked out and nervous and then mm-hmm. they shut down and they say something stupid or weird. And I'm like, all right, it's not going to be any awkward, weird fucking bullshit. I'm just going to fucking. Anyway, so we. So. And then at some point, so Charlie Chacon, so we're rolling, there's lights, right? There's all this bunch of, and like all the barber work has stopped. All the customers are now watching. And like some of these dudes you can tell are like from Silicon Beach or whatever that is, right? And they've got the whole look, but they've never really done any real man shit. That's probably why they're at a very masculine barbershop, hoping some of it rubs off on them. And now they're a part of some serious shit, right? I mean, they, those dudes... 
uh, they walked out of there like they were walking on man clouds. They were like, oh, man, that was just a part of something. Anyway, so we're sitting there. And then at a certain point, we run through the questions, and then Charlie's like, has anybody else got anything to ask or whatever? And then I do depositions, and I do this yep, show. Yep, yep, yeah, And you yep, guys on the yep. show, Mr. You asked the wrong motherfucker. <laughs> you got any more questions. Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, if you listen to the show, you know I got some questions. Great. And so then. Great questions. Then Just two, opened it all up. Dude. Yeah. And opened then, it all up. We started asking. So I started asking Mr. Cartoon other questions about, you know, even the future of low riding in the face of the fact that we've got electric cars and, and Elon Musk is you know, putting tunnels under the city and driving as we know it may change forever. And surprisingly, I didn't know what he was going to say to that. And then Toon was like, I've thought about that. And he's like, you know what? I actually think the, the, the low rider is going to be able to bounce even higher without that heavy engine in there. And so he was like, in the 21st, 22nd century, he believes that low riding is going to have a place, whatever it looks like. That was interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. You are because you want to know the answers to some really thought out questions, but they're the they're what everybody wants to know. You're just able to frame them. And not only you know? that, but personally, I genuinely do want to know. That's what I'm saying. Like you I, want to. That's I what drives you. But you're <laughs> able to frame it, and it all comes out. I mean. Um, it was just it was it's a great interview for for our piece for this documentary uh he was a great interview for this documentary right so much to it um and then and then your buddy the the ghost with the big heart who will remain nameless who has an awesome barbershop so he comes where did he go he came back with a plate of food yeah, a box of food. A big fucking box of food. Sandwiches with salmon and bacon in them. I mean, dude, it's like oh breakfast sandwiches and dude you should have you should have seen steve and tune dude they dropped on it like piranha on like a fucking uh, sheep with no legs right you guys hit that thing like i actually let them hit it and then remember i grabbed one half for myself as we were leaving right but dude i got i want to ask you so so when you eat because i mean you fucking (laughs) i know Dude, you know, right? Yeah. Like I watch Steve eat, man. When Steve eats, he puts a lot of passion into these projects. But when he eats, he also puts a lot of passion into taking a fucking bite. Am I? Is that? Isn't that true? Am I saying it's? Is, is that offensive? Uh, not at all, dude. Because I've heard it before. Like, dude, you like- dude when you eat, you, you <laughs> fucking. But well, well, people used to be like, dude, nobody's gonna take that away from you. <laughs> dude, nobody's gonna take that away from you. And I'd be like, all right. And then, and then I'd remind him, hey, man, in the joint, you only had so much time to eat. <laughs> you got to fucking t- put that shit, you know, right. in the trash and get back. You know, like they're herding you around. Dude, like listen, you so ain't- I learned to eat fast. But I, I do, man. When, Did I, you eat? You When eat? I'm hungry, I didn't eat all morning. And it was like 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm starving. Dude, I don't even have to be starving to eat like that. Dude, I, my wife calls me baby hippo. Because right. I take yeah. such big bites. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, my bites are like a normal person's fight. And, been, and let me, me tell you something. I dude. shovel my shit, too. Yep, it's shovel, dude. Stuff. I'll eat. And I slow myself down in front of people. <laughs> right. I, I swear too. to God right. I do, man, because I don't want to look like a pig. Right. But let me tell you something. Vincent is I. Vincent will eat faster than, like. Your son. And he's not doing it on purpose. Your son. He just doesn't know how to, And he's not to, even like, fat. Oh, no, no. But the dude just 
it's gone. He inhales food. And people are telling me, they go, dude, you inhaled it. You inhaled that. You know? And that's just the way we eat. I've heard that before, too. What? Yeah, You've heard that before? Oh, oh yeah. I've that. seen you oh. eat, too. It's yeah. scary, Sean. It's because we're all controlling this 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 monster inside of us yeah. that wants to eat everything. <laughs> dude, that's man, what's really going dude, on. Dude, dude, my wife got so mad at me because... We were on our way to, to the airport. We stopped, got a, like a chicken sandwich, a vegan chicken sandwich, right? And it was like one of those banh mi motherfuckers. A lot. I love banh mi because it seems like a lot of food, right? right? right I'm right, all right, about right, qu- quantity. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Most people are like, is that going to taste good? I'm always like, is that going to be fucking enough? Is that going right, to be enough? Right, right. Yeah. So she, I'm driving. She's holding the sandwich for me. And like, I'm such a, I got such a fucking hunger beast inside of me. That when she's eating, I'm actually, while I'm driving out the side of my eye, being like, you know, this bitch is taking bigger bites than I'm. She's allowing me. <laughs> she's controlling the sandwich and taking bigger bites. I can see her. She's cheating. So then she puts it underneath my mouth, right? And there's like, I don't know, about six inches of sandwich left with meat in it and everything. Mm-hmm. And she puts it under my mouth. And, and as we're driving, we hit a, a bump in the road. So her hand goes up. And you deep-throated it. <laughs> and I... I took a weird bite. I did an inhale bite with a little, like my lips can be like an extra hand. I did like an inhale bite with a lip grab. Right. Yeah. And somehow yeah. I got everything in the middle out. <laughs> <laughs> All the goods, huh? All she had left was two hard Reasons ass of bread. <laughs> and yeah. she was really pissed. <laughs> and she called me baby hippo after that. Hippo. So yeah, so this big giant plate of food with all these sandwiches come in. Toon, and Toon's not shy, bro. He was like, yeah, I was in it. He, <laughs> the cameras are rolling. He like, Toon punched somebody and then grabbed the sandwich <laughs> yeah. and then was like, yeah. And he was like, not even, I think he even took an extra one, put it in his pocket. Then we went outside and um, we talked to Toon about our project and Toon was in and that was, a, that was awesome. And then, and so then, so we're doing all of that. And dude, let me tell you something. Nothing's more fun. Cause this project, we've got non-disclosure agreements that we have people sign. Like we're not trying to share this with everybody mm-hmm. cause it's whatever. It's a hot topic. So we got Lion the hot guy who's trying to fight women off him. And he's got two broads hanging on his back pocket. He doesn't even care. And then we've got like somebody else rolling around and somebody's rolling a giant doobie and somebody's doing all this other shit out in the back behind in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And then Steve, it's so much fun, bro. Because we're sitting there with Toon, Mr. Cartoon, and then Steve's like, hey, can we get some privacy? <laughs> right? Yeah. And everyone's, and not a single person is a fan. I was like, oh, yes, of course. It's just Mr. Mr. Luciano. And they just skate away. <laughs> they just skated away, dude. They just skulked away. And then it was like Steve and I and Mr. Cartoon talking about the thing, which turned out to be very positive. So then we leave that. So this is what it's like being with Steve. Okay? And, dude, when we're filming, there was some, some fucking, I don't know who they were, but... Some kind of buffalo shit morons. I hopefully it's not anyone we know, but there were some guys that were talking loud outside the barber shop. Who was? I don't say who. I was. don't know. Okay, they were talking outside loud while we're doing our thing. And dude, I look back and Steve's by the Steve's by the door, right? Steve's one of those by the door guys, and he's never got his back to the door. He's just by it. Man. He's never got his back to the door. And then I look back at Steve and I point at those guys and I go like this. Like, I just make the zip motion mm-hmm. with my lips, right? Well, because we're rolling. You can't yell. Tell right, those guys right, to shut right. the... 
and Steve gets it. And like all Steve does, I swear to God, he like barely opens the door a crack and he just looks at those guys and they shut the fuck up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're funny too, man. It's the best You're thing. funny, bro. I fucking love that shit. Those He's funny, bro. I love that. That was so uh, much fun. I wish we would have recorded that, dude. That was so good, dude. He just barely opened it up. <laughs> Did you give him a little side eye like or what? I just gave him one of these. <laughs> dead, dead looks like a deadpan look oops they're like oops they move down and watch our walk so we wrap all that up and Sight's such a gentleman such an artist and we're like i'm like i asked Sight. i'm like dude let me carry something what do we got but he's like no 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 i got a candle it's all fucking but so they pack it all up we fucking jump in the ride when we head over to another barber shop mm-hmm. right yeah gotta and, handle a little more business yeah can we talk about who that guy is are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah. Crank, can we say the name? Cranky. Cranky. Everybody he knows has got some cool ass fucking. So we like Cranky. So, so, and dude, when you roll with Steve to stuff like this, it's so much fun, bro. Because, because like you pull up and it's a barber shop. And first of all, like when you're walking on the corner with Steve in Venice, in Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Right, when you're walking in a corner in Santa Monica with, with Steve, by the way. It just could to, happen in Venice too. But, but just so people so. know, like there's a place where Venice and Santa Monica meet. And we're kind of close to that. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. Now, I'm not so fucked up. I don't know the difference between Venice and Venice. But we're kind of close. So anyway, there's like so many people, like just random people who know who Steve is. You're just sitting there like on the street. We haven't been there like an hour. It's not like he's posted up with a cup of coffee and a fucking Macanudo and he's like smoking <laughs> and trying to, to try. He's just walking in. And like there'll be like a, like a giant, fat, old Latino, old man just walking out of a liquor store. He'll see Steve and give him like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, what's up? And then this other guy pulled up in a black truck. Who was that guy? Cisco. Cisco. I love Steve. Steve Cisco. knows all that. Cisco pulls up out of nowhere. Like, it's not like we're like, hey, Cisco, we're going to be down at the corner. Come meet us. No, Cisco's driving by and pulls up Parks, right, in his black truck. And then he starts talking. And he's got two names. I don't know why he has two names. How come he's got two names? Cisco and what's the Frankie. other? Frankie. Oh, Chachi. Chachi. Chachi, Cisco, Frankie. So then we're sitting there and we're talking to him. And there's all this other kind of shit going on. And these guys know about the podcast. And they're like, hey, when's the next one? Right? He asked. Yeah, he listened to him. Yeah, yeah, he listened to him. And then we're talking about a bunch of other little bits of business and all the conversations with Steve, there's like always like some element of unknown. <laughs> like there's always, there's always like, Hey, so hey, how you talk to that guy. Yeah. Hey, you took care of that thing. <laughs> it is. I'm not lying when I say that. Like, I mean, you know, even on the podcast. Right. right? He's like, so you're talking to him. He's like, he's like talking to Chachi. He's like, Hey, what about that thing? Did that thing work out? <laughs> yeah. I talked to the guy over there. You mean the guy over on the, the, the thing? No, no. The guy that went with the other guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And the thing, there's this whole conversation that you can't decipher because they're afraid someone's wearing a wire or something. Yeah, and they're probably yeah, not yeah, even yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the part right, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They probably just, are. <laughs> <laughs> And then Chachi, Cisco, Frankie, right? Which is, a, he, the guy's a sweetheart. I love that guy. And he's in charge of security? Like, does he have a security No, he has a security camera. Right. A uh, security company, yeah. Right. So he's got a security they, company that's putting wait, in Wait, camera. wait, back it up, back it up. Yeah. They, he's, he's in no form or no way security guy. He has a company that installs all electrical sound and security systems. Right. So they're electronics company. Right, he's okay. the perfect guy, really, that you want installing all that stuff. 
Yeah. Because he knows how the other guys <laughs> Yeah, think. bro. He is. He is. He is. He, they, they actually do fucking fantastic work. Man. Of course. They'll they put do. up the little bubble that moves around. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Capture any sound or anything. So. And then when you're sitting there with Steve on the corner like that, then invariably there'll be other guys that come up, right? And they'll talk to him. And then everyone's got a gift for Steve. <laughs> Like I swear to God, it's like yeah. that scene in Goodfellas when the guys pull up and like and like what's his name Joe Pesci and and little Henry are selling cigarettes at the back of the thing. Like we'll be sitting there, another guy will come up and they'll be like, "Hey, Steve, you like what? Hey, what? Because Steve's on these jewel, it's jewel, right? Yeah, yeah, on the jewel pod. Yeah, yeah. So they'll be like, "Hey, Steve, you like what do you like that natural tobacco?" And Steve's like, "Yeah." And then all of a sudden, somebody will open up a trunk. There'll be a nondescript box, and then inside the box, there'll be two packages of natural tobacco for the jewel. The ones that fell mm -hmm. off the truck. Yeah. Fell out yeah. something, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Some guys will Absolutely. show up with that. Like, you'll roll with Steve, and that shit will be going. It's so much fun, dude. <laughs> it's the best. Then you need there to is a lot of that stuff happening. <laughs> Isn't it true? Yeah, we were there is. for it like is. 10 minutes. It is. Nobody knew yeah. we were going to. What size sneakers are you? Hey, what you <laughs> Dude, there's been multiple occasions where I've met up with Steve, and he's got a box of sneakers. <laughs> He's like, what shoe size you wearing? I'm like, I'm like a nine. That's how I got this shirt, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I swear to God. And then, yeah. then it'll be like, hey, Sean, what, what size shoes do you well, wear? You know what, but it used to, listen, when I pr promoted my own brands and I've, I've, I've run different brands, there is a lot of me showing up. Con like, people in my neighborhood, and not just my neighborhood, neighborhoods all over, people I fuck with, there is this part of I show up Mm -hmm. And there's product. Right. That's true. I'm usually the one, you know, like. Right. So people are like, you were people forward, hit right? me. Hey, you got any gear? You got I any did gear hear all that. The time. People are Who always, was that that rolled up I, on? That was, was at the barbershop. Somebody rolled up on yeah, you. Yeah, like, but then it was also over at the other barbershop. Too. Right. Was, they were like, hey, you got any? I kind of so, like, is that wrong for them? To, is that out of place? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. Because like, part of me I was would like, go and I would always, I would go and for one, I show up and I, number one, give away gear to my to my homeboys you know that wherever they're at sean's wearing a shirt sean's wearing a shirt that you gave him but i'd come with you know make sure you know part of all my deals with apparel brands is that i i'd have an uh, you know as as much product as i need to promote you right. know the brand in the places that i feel needs to be promoted right mm -hmm. and um i got a lot of colorful homeboys and i got a lot of colorful friends from other neighborhoods and people and you know and I would always show up and look out for those people. Well, then there's always other people standing around. Right. And they're like, hey, can I, you know. Yeah. Like, okay. What about well, that me? That shit costs money. <laughs> they got, that's my, th he's getting it because of that, you know. What, you want it, you know. So there would constantly be like, you know, people, hey, dude, I want to get this. Or my daughter. And I'm and the kids. The kids always get it, you know. Just dude, either, yeah, my, dude. my homies' kids, Lepke. Kids, you hooked up kids, Lepke's yeah, kid. Yeah, always, man. So I don't know, man. I, I think that comes with part of just all of it, man. You know, I've definitely, I've definitely done my best to give back to. No, but that's true. Area. He keeps trying to give you shoes, Sean. Like he's like, "What size are you?" And then Sean's feet are too big for all the shoes. Yeah. And he's now like, got like a size fourteen foot. Yeah, how 13, big is you guys? 13, foot five foot 13. six, and he's got a size thirteen foot. I know. I'm that's why he water skis without any boards, dude. I've seen it. And there's a this is probably why he kept on having all those accidents that he fell on the arm. This is why his feet are so big, dude. Now I know why you're that hurting makes yourself. sense, yeah. dude. 
Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of speculation on the show about how big his dick is. <laughs> yeah. Right? 13, 13, we're like, dude, that thing's got to be nine. fucking easily <laughs> nine pounds. Nine, nine pounds. <laughs> Down his knee. That's why you never see Sean really in shorts. Just I don't know that shorts that's poking out the bottom. Yeah. That's that's why he's got a lot of unexplained bruises on his kneecaps. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his dick's been smacking him. Anyway, so yeah, when you hang out with Steve, dude, so it's like that. So then, so then, and everything is always like looking through like a slightly open door. Nothing's ever just like. Boom, open up the door. So we're like looking for Cranky, right? And he's working at the barbershop. Yeah. So then he's like, hey, is Crank's in there? You know, and then we like open up the door slightly and there's Crank just sitting in the thing. And then we're outside and we give him like, you know, like like the, the eyebrows, like, hey, what's up, eyebrows? And then once you give- <laughs> What's up, eyebrows? Yeah, you give Crank, what's up, eyebrows? Then Crank comes out and then there's a lot of like, you know, fist pounding and like man hugging and like, hey, what's up? Da, 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 da. And we had to work some stuff out with Cranky because Cranky, right? He helped us out with West Los, the documentary. And as a result, uh, we're get we're because we we love Cranky and because he's done a lot of work. And we're cutting him in on. And he's helpful in everything. He's what? one of those guys that just helps every project along one way or another. I mean, dude, it, it so so Steve and I are like, hey. We want you to know we're going to take care of you. This is what we're both equally da da da. And he's done a lot of production work. I, how do we, how, how would you properly say how it is? I don't know. Let me just put it, to, maybe, and we can edit this not live so we can edit it, but let me put it to you this way, Sean, and everyone out there, Mr. Mm-hmm. and Mrs. Headphones, if you're listening, earbuds, Captain Earbuds, if you're listening, stop what you're doing. Just, just pay attention to this for a second. This guy Crank, right? This guy Cranky. I don't know how you get a nickname like Cranky. <laughs> yeah. Right? But it's probably not because you're super polite. It's not because you take like vitamins. <laughs> it's probably because you're not a doormat. It's probably because you don't just lay down and let people fucking piss on your face. Right? When you got a name like Cranky, it's cause uh that's like what you're telling somebody, right? You got some of these people that are named like you know, today, like Apple or, or faith or hope. And that's like, hey, moon. Right. Like it's telling you something, right? Now this guy's name is Cranky. So you got to think about what's that telling you? Well, let me just say this. I don't know exactly how we can put it. But with Cranky as a part of the project, any kind of person that's having a difficulty <laughs> showing up on time. <laughs> right. I mean, like, hey, hey, Cranky, we th- like this guy's we're having a trouble. This this mm. person's not doing mm. what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> when you tell the person like, hey, Cranky and I are going to come over and help you get over to the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Magically, it just all of a uh, sudden they find the willpower and energy wow. to do anything. He's the motivational master. And yeah, he is. The motivational. He master. is. And he's a sweetheart. That's the yeah. part that yeah. you, like when yeah. you meet him, he's a, he's a great man. And you meet him, and he's like, "Hey, what's happening?" Da 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 da, and uh, and he's gonna come on the show, is he not? Absolutely. Crank is gonna. This awesome. Is gonna, yeah. So that. So so then you run around. So then we do that. Like so that. So okay. So we do that. This is just a day in the life of Steve, Lucky Luciano, right? This is normal to him. To me, I'm like on safari. Right. Steve, this is like okay. This is just Wednesday. So then we go around. We're driving around. Then it's time to go meet up with our other partners, right? To get someone on the on the on the on the signature block for the bank account that I opened up, right? We gotta put them on there, and I don't know what we can say about all that except to say that, right? We gotta go all the way over to a different part of Santa Monica, 
And this this different part of Santa Monica's got a pizzeria with the the guy who's who's going to be on the scene thing. It's 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 named after him. So when it's, this is how much fun it is with Steve, because when you go to these places, it, the, the pizzeria is named after the guy that's a partner that we're going to meet. Mm. Up. So when you walk in, they're like, what do you need? You want a calzone? We got a <laughs> what you want? A solid? We'll put that inside. Can you ever had a solid calzone? We'll fucking mm. fold that shit up. Whatever you want. Hey, blah, blah, blah. And you're slapping guys around and like snapping them with aprons and everything. And we take a seat in the back. Right. Am I wrong? Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. Dude, so when we put him on the, so we, so listen, this is so much fun. And then this is normal for Steve. Meanwhile, Steve's on the phone all the time and he's fucking out to fucking drooling and fucking (laughs) fucking his thing. So we go over, we get this guy on the signature block for the bank account. And now when you go into these banks today, it used to be you would go into a bank and like you'd get a real professional in a suit and a very slick guy who understands the way money works and understands who the fuck he's dealing with and it's mm-hmm. a certain amount of class, right? But now you got basically just fucking upgraded tellers, Sales. Mm-hmm. idiots, yeah. chowder fucks, right? Yeah. Just fucking number nuts that just, they, they you know, salesmen, exactly. Used so car salesmen. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck? So we walk all in there and we got one of these guys, a nice kid. He's a nice kid. He's walking around. He's like wet behind the ears. Real wet. (laughs) He's so wet behind Mm. the ears that he puts glasses on. They fall right off. (laughs) So they. So so we're sitting down. Meanwhile, I look over and we're getting we're getting this guy's name on the thing. And this guy, you, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. This is the kind of shit that happens when you're rolling with Steve. Sitting there, and the the bank teller guy is giving us his whole spiel, and he's talking to us, and we're and like this guy and myself, we're wearing like kind of like regular clothes. Right. We just got done shooting a documentary. We just got done talking to fucking cranks. We just got done fucking meeting all these dudes on the street. We just got done da 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 da. This is just the, like the last part of our day. We're not we, we, we but we're we're wearing regular clothes. And this guy goes. So when 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 he we go we just got to add him to the business account. So he pulls out all the shit. He's trying to tell us all the stuff. Telling us about the economy and da da da. Because he's got a sports jacket on. He thinks he's doing something. Mm-hmm. He's got all this mm-hmm. shit going. Then when we write the name down on the signature thing, when we're adding this guy to the he goes, hey, any re- relation to the guy that runs that, that owns the pizzeria? Goes, yeah, that's me. That's my family. <laughs> that fucking teller dude looked like he shit his own stomach out of his pants. All of a sudden, everything was like, yes, sir, Mr. Oh, hey, hey, dude, you, you would have thought he was talking to fucking Vladimir Putin. And he yeah, guy was yeah, all yeah, of a sudden yeah, real yeah. careful about how he was doing. <laughs> Before that, it was like, hey, don't worry. You guys want to yeah, show yeah, you yeah. how it works. And then after that, it was like, yes, sir, Mr. Okay, this is all we need. Well, we don't need anything else. No, we don't need a second form of ID. No, that's good enough. Mm, yeah. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what it's like rolling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sir. That was that was all yesterday. Yeah. And then when I get home, my wife's like, so what happened? I'm like, <laughs> babe. I don't, you know, it's interesting hearing it coming from Juman because I don't I don't see all that. It's uh, day-to-day operations. <laughs> day-to-day operations. But you know what I did want to say is that I do recognize the fact that that you're absolutely right when you talked about the boredom thing. And when I'm talking about being committed to the whole thing and that there's spikes and somehow some way god has found a way for my life to have a lot of sparks in it yeah you know even yeah. though there is the commitment it isn't always there's an 
awful lot. I have to admit that there's probably more than the average guys, you know? I've been fortunate that way. That there is a lucky. lot of lot of lucky like that. That there is a lot of um a lot of stuff. And uh it's funny to hear somebody running around with me, your take on it. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's the best. It's it's really fun. And in like every and I love the like the names and like like cause you're a kind of guy that's outside of a lot of shit, like observing. Like that's how you kind of operate. And I'm the same way. So when I'm running with you, it's fun because I can step outside of it and see the story. Like the actual story of it is, is fascinating. So, um, you know, that was that's that was our Thursday. Yeah, whatever that was. It was a Thursday in life, but uh, it was good. We got a lot accomplished, and uh, you know, power moves. Yeah. Every move is is for a strategic exact reason. Mm. It's so yeah, true, nothing's man. Nothing's wasted. Not a single thing is wasted. Nope. Man. So anyway, I just wanted to like do a show on what it's like to run with Steve, and uh, I think we can just like kind of like leave it there. Is there anything that you feel like we left out, Sean, or something that you thought of? Because you weren't there, so you're kind of hearing it the way no. it's gonna. No. Um. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for tuning in. More next time on Hard Luck Show. On Hard Luck Show. Peace. Luck show. Peace. 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 Peace.